Welcome back to another incredible, I feel like I always say it's incredible, but that's because it's always incredible, episode of MedShield Movement Connect show with me, Dr. Fez. We have somebody who has lived an interesting life, somebody who's going to impart on us wisdom, not only about the medical world, but about life in general. Dental surgeon, Dr. Timothy. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fezim Kize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, Dr. Timothy. Thank I'm you. very excited to pick your brain. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Now, you are somebody who is, I would like to say, similar in terms of their interests views outside of just the medical field. And I think we're going to be able to really unpack this. But for you, what made you go into helping people and the health sphere from when you were younger? What do you think was that push that sent you down that, that path? Well, you know, I'm Indian, so my mother, <laughs> you know, my mother wanted me to be a doctor, ah. right? And I didn't want to be a doctor. I regret it now. I, sh oh. I should have been a doctor. Yeah. I think I would have done more. Um, and so I said, no, I'll be a dentist. You know, mm. Then I have time to do all the other things I want to do. Mm. Mm. And I mean, that's so funny because you are a doctor, Dr. Timothy. Um, in terms of what you can do in your scope, dentistry in and of itself actually does have a whole host of avenues that it goes down in terms of the body. I know having had friends who are also within the dentistry kind of fraternity, they talk about things that happen in the mouth that have implications throughout the body. And I tell people all the time, you can see a lot of health issues or shortcomings that can actually sit and rest in the mouth. Where do you see that that has the best kind of links in your time during uh, as a dental surgeon? Well, what, you know, uh, you know, we're learning so much every single day. There's some more and more information we're learning. But the simplest thing is that our mouth right, is one of the dirtiest places in our body. <laughs> right? yes. Because it's open to the air. Mm. Uh, other parts are covered up. You know, but our mouth is open to the air and we continue breathing in and eating things and picking things. We're licking our hands, we're touching things. And we know there's bugs everywhere. But also, there's millions and millions of bugs that live in our body. Mm. You know, they worked it out. There's, I think, about 30 billion viruses and much more bugs. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they say that if you take a, a teaspoon of feces, there's more of them than us in that. That means that's the that's amount of bugs in our body. Yeah. Right? And they all serve a purpose. Some of them are good guys, some of them are bad guys. Um, and the bad guys stay in, in the background and they wait for things to go bad. And then they attack us. So when our resistance goes down, and one of the most important places in the mouth, you know, as uh, soon as our, we have bad oral hygiene, so we say go to the dentist twice a year, at least twice a year to get your teeth cleaned. And, and it's not about just cleaning, oh, I clean my teeth every day. No, it's about making sure that there's no other issues, underlying issues. And even six months is a long time. 
lots of things can happen very fast, especially if you get sick quickly. And we saw it with COVID, mm. you know, and it is in the mouth that the first things happen around the gums. And so for tooth decay to happen, first and foremost, we need three things, right? We need a tooth, <laughs> right? We need bugs and we need sugar. Right now, when we say sugar, I know we're all thinking about the sugar that we put in our yeah. tea, but anything that's sugary, anything that has sugar or sucrose, something like that, which then gets stuck to the tooth. Mm. And then when they get stuck to the tooth, the bugs get in there, start eating it, and they get organized. Mm. And then when they get organized, they give off acids that then destroy the teeth. Oh, wow. So that's how it starts. Now, you may say, but I clean my teeth all the time. Yes, we do, but do you floss regularly? There's, there's guys that are sitting everywhere. Do you rinse after you eat? I mean, just, just do a simple ex experiment. Anybody who's listening to this, just go and eat two crisps and then make sure it's all clean and then go and rinse their mouth and see what comes out. <laughs> that's, that's actually very true. There is a lot of, of debris that ends mm. up sitting within kind of the teeth and yes. the mouth. And I've never thought about it as, as simple as just two crisps that can have that much debris that sits in yes. the mouth. And that in and of itself can contribute to one of those three factors in the mouth in terms of giving the bacteria the housing point for it to actually replicate. Yes. And then now when you don't clean your gums properly, then they sit in between and then they start forming plaque. I mean, you heard the word. So you get gingivitis. I mean, suddenly your tooth feels like it's a bit swollen Mm. And then you feel like it, you know, it bleeds, you know, and then that's just the beginning. Then gingivitis will then affect the periodontitis where it affects the periodontal ligament that holds the tooth mm. together. Mm. Now we know that more teeth are lost because of, of gum disease, as you heard that's the saying on a lot of these ads. Yes. Gum disease, then tooth decay, which is true. That means the gums start losing its strength to hold the tooth mm. and the tooth becomes loose. This is so interesting because you, most people imagine that it comes down to kind of the brushing. And once you break it into those three concepts, it's actually trying to eradicate some of those mm. factors so that you don't end up getting any of the, the decay or even the gingivitis yeah. that comes from all of those processes as well. In your view, have you found that with time and what we have in terms of the more sugary things that we have in our day and age that are used to preserve or to make things taste better, that there's been any sort of a spike when it comes to decay and gingivitis and the sequelae that go? Yes, because we have so much of sugary stuff mm. available to us now. Mm. Most of our drinks are sweet. Most of our, our you know, we eat a lot of candy. Sure, of course. You know, uh, and a lot of food we eat, a lot of cakes we eat. And it doesn't mean you can't eat it, mm. right? Uh, but once sugar goes in, it needs to go somewhere, right? Either it gets used up by the body, the body uses it up yeah. because it's using energy all the time and we get it from our sugar. Uh, but extra sugar is then stored, mm. right? And of course, you know, fat, and then that leads to other problems and heart problems. But what we have found is that there are certain bugs that are found in, in the periodontal ligament Mm -hmm. have been found in the plaque in the heart. Wow. You see? So we now know that it gets into the system and gets it into sits. the heart. Yeah. Because remember, around the, the, the gum, when it starts bleeding, now it can be sucked into the blood vessels and it goes into the heart. And so the plaques that are found, you know, that cause 
heart problems. Mm. They found periodontal uh, bugs. We found periodontal bugs in the brain. You know, that's the other thing now. We are understanding because what happens in the mouth is what we call an inflammatory reaction. Mm -hmm. There's inflammation. We now know that inflammation can occur in the brain as well. We now know brain inflammation occurs in the heart, in the kidneys, everywhere. So we are in a, uh, in a very new world that we, we're looking at how we study the human body. Yeah. And everything is linked. Everything is linked. It's so interesting because, I mean, and I say this having had many a discussion about just the systemic effects that sugar can have on the body, low-lying amounts of chronic inflammation that then also can cause all sorts of other system, systems to be deranged. It's so interesting having seen it or looking at it from that point of view as well, what it can then have in terms of the link when it comes to the vessels and how permeable mm. they are yes. to all of these other substances. Yes. It's really, it's, it's incredible. And I mean, we were also speaking just for a brief point before we started rolling about how you can actually have stress and stress can cause you to clench or kind of bite down on the mouth in an acute setting. But we live in a time now where people talk about sympathetic nerve innovation. So we feel like we're always quite stressed and we have stress hormones that are coming into play. Does that manifest similarly in terms of the clenching and the biting and the grinding of the teeth? And does that have long-term effects? See, stress is a life-saving process, mm. right? So if a, a tiger is chasing you, right? your heart rates increases, all the, the, the bunny you just ate will be shut down so you don't have to process that. The blood is sent to your limbs so you can run, Yeah, right? But we don't live in that time where, you know, tigers and, and lions chase us. Uh, but personal information theft is a reality, yeah. right? We've been through a, a time of, of that we never thought possible during COVID the stress that we have been in. And we're seeing that, uh, how people struggled, companies closed down, people lost their jobs. All these things manifest. Mm. And one of the first places they manifest is in the mouth. We see the increase in gingivitis and, 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 and problems in the mouth, the dryness of the mouth, white, whitish tongues. And, and, but that's only the beginning. Mm. But what happens also is that because we're living in a stressful time, you know, we, 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 know, we now know that cortisol is released, sure, of course. right? And which, yeah. which is there to keep us going, mm -hmm. to keep us alive. Cortisol is good. It keeps us alive. But too much of cortisol is bad. It's detrimental. Yeah. Right? Because one of the first things it does is that it affects the hippocampus. Now, the hippocampus is involved in our memory. Right? And then as soon as you get too much of cortisol in our, in our uh, hippocampus, the hippocampus, oh, I can't manage, I can't manage, I need to kill myself. And we have apoptosis. Mm. So it starts killing itself. We start losing memory. Mm. And so we're seeing that. And, and also we found out that people who grind, who clench, which is a sign of stress now, it's not because of any other reason but clenching. Unless you had, you had trauma to your mouth or your face, you know, then you have a problem of biting. But clenching is a new way of how we express our stress. Yeah. We, you know, so we grind our teeth or we clench our teeth or we fix. You know, you see people, or people write. <laughs> yes, you've you seen know? that in many right? offices. So yeah, yeah. so it, it's, it's a sense of, of stress and it's, it's affecting us here. And then there's this joint, which is the TM joint. Mm. And then there's, little, there's a little muscle there. 
there's a little area called the retrodiscal pad, and in that pad is full of blood vessels. Mm. And so when the pressure is on it, we're now seeing that people are getting headaches, they're getting shoulder pains, back pains, pain in the arm, numbness in the hands. This is associated with... Ringing in the ears. Wow. Itching in the ears, like they feel like they can feel like insects running in the ears. Lower leg pain. Low, I had a patient today, she said, oh, low num numbness. Mm. Um, why? Because it goes back to the spine and the trigeminal nerve, which is the nerve that supplies us, you know, uh, also goes all the way down the spine up to C1, 2, 3, 4. Mm. Um, and it's, the, it's called a, the trigeminal nucleus. Mm. And then you get the firing of it and then you get these things. And so now we're trying to treat them and it's been working where we tried first to relax the muscle and we, we then reposition the mandible into a new position away from the joint. So and, then, that pressure. Yeah, and then we, cause, we then recondition the brain using neuroplasticity. Oh, wow. So within the dental fraternity, there's that yes. kind of yes. relationship that yeah. allows for that to happen. You know, and you know how neuroplasticity works. You know, uh, neurons that fire together, wire together. Yeah. Or neurons that wire together, fire, fire together. together. And so... You know, the story goes that these our memories are in the neurons. You know, the the the, the genome project taught us so much. Mm. We just ended last year. You know, and we understand now how the brain works. And so uh, we try to break that, because you know, uh, my grandmom used to use pond's cream. My, oh. You know, pond's cream. To, uh, yeah, a face. Yeah. You know, so today if I see pond's cream, or if I smell it. Immediately, think I think of. about my grandmother. I remember how she looks, what she wore, her smile. I remember the clothes she wore. Now, all those neurons started to fire because, because they all were stimulus. wired together yeah. by one stimulus, mm. one trigger. And so what we're trying to do now is that we're trying to break those triggers and so that they do not grind. And so first and foremost, relax the muscles. Mm -hmm. Then we, we then reposition the mandible, then we recondition the brain now by doing things in the mouth that make them think. And, um, and then they say, oh, I mustn't break it, I mustn't break it. And they, and they start changing the way they behave. And then the last thing we do is that we have to treat the patient holistically. Mm. So I send them for Pilates or yoga, breathing. Oh, as, a, as an entire body relief yeah. in terms of that stress. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing exercises, go learn to swim, learn to paint, learn a musical instrument. Because all those neurons start to re-fire, they change directions. Mm. And so we are working at that level. It's, it's always so interesting because we speak about multidisciplinary team or kind of a collaboration across multiple fields is how you're supposed to ideally treat someone, take the autonomy, put it back into mm. their hands so they'll be able to move through our systems. But actually hearing how you approach it and you attack it kind of reinforces to me how important it is that we continue to do that because we do tend to find that we go into our little silos. Like, I'll go, okay, I'll send them to you and then you'll kind of make sure you treat them for any issues that they have there. But it should actually ideally be a continuous process of yeah. them bouncing between psychology, psychiatry, yourself, the physical mm. therapist element of it to ideally be able to get them as right as can possibly be. Yes, they, yeah. they, they you know... Uh, us human beings, we have, we have an amazing brain. You know, we are, we are the only species in the known universe that has the ability to create. Mm. You know, if you think about it, 
no other species can create music or art or architecture or beauty or science. You know, we can put man in the moon, uh, or, you know, we, we created the vaccine. It's true. You know, um, and lots of vaccines. You know, when, when, I was a, when I was a kid, I remember lots of kids who had these braces and they had problems with their legs because mm. they had polio, mm. right? We don't see them anymore. Why? Because of vaccine. The vaccine, yeah. You know, millions of people died because of, of uh, smallpox. Now that's something that we've also been able to get on top of. I mean, just even thinking about it, when it comes to the longevity of kind of oral, hy or oral hygiene as mm. a whole over the, the years, where we are now is so far removed from where they were 100, 200 mm. years ago in terms yeah. of preservation of it and understanding of it. And even now at home, because you are the first dental surgeon we've had, and there have been many points where people have talked about teeth and how it's become kind of a cosmetic thing in this era. What are your thoughts around kind of teeth whitening and trying to get them as kind of white as possible? Because that's what people then assume means they're healthy and they're right and aesthetically pleasing. So that means everything's good. Well, you know, again, we're living in a different time, right? Where, um, you know, and, and for, for better or for worse, you know, the Kardashians and, and Ryan Seacrest and all these guys, you know, uh, who change the way people behave. Yeah. And, and yes, there are people now who want to do all these things, and, and I do do a lot of this stuff, but the thing is this, is that um, people you know, in the 40s, 50s, even 60s will come for orthodontic treatments. You never had that before. Mm, that's so, true. You know, I always wanted to do it, but I never had the chance. You know, you know now it's, it is okay to mm. have a little bit of vanity. <laughs> it's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. It's, 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 it's okay to love yourself a little bit more, to make you feel good about yourself. Mm. You, know, um, you know, people spend, it's okay for people to spend a fortune to go to some place and go to some ashram and spend time. That, that's what's good for them. Other people may not. And we should never judge people for what they want to do. Yes, there are people who have suffered from body dysmorphia. Yeah. You know, who it's, when it becomes grotesque and they do strange things and they look like this and they look like that, mm. you know, which is, those are issues, those are psychological issues which need to be addressed. But in general, teeth whitening, to, to have a brighter smile, gives them the confidence. Of course. Who are we to judge that? Of course. And I mean, in terms of the implications there, they don't necessarily have detrimental implications. No. because. I think with a lot of people, they're myths that then you go everything from it's actually how they're supposed to be. They're supposed to look like these clean, pristine teeth. And then some people go, no, well, it actually causes some pain when it kind of there's oxidization, et cetera, et cetera. And that means it's unnatural and it shouldn't be like that. And either of those two, I feel like, are probably polar points that aren't true and more myth. It's myth. It, yeah. Take, for instance, now, you use the word Botox. Mm. And you go, right? Now, if I show you pictures of people who say that's Botox, it's not. Right? It's mainly it is uh, bad plastic surgery, mm -hmm. silicone, or bad fillers. Yeah. That's what causes those horrible pictures that we see. Botox is a muscle relaxant. Uh, it started off by ophthalmic surgeons using it for the eye people who had skew eyes to bring it back in back line. line. And when they did that, they found out that the muscles around this, the, the, the eye went smooth. Mm. And hence, aesthetics were born. You know, 
and it's used for all sorts of things. But we also use it for other things other than in dentistry, other than, than just aesthetics. Yeah. You know, um, if we're doing surgery and we don't want the muscle to be strong and we're biting over implants and also we inject the Botox so it decreases the strength. Uh, people who have a gummy smile and they want to, they're getting married and they, want, they don't want to see all the gums. So we help them with that. Um, I, today I treated a woman who's got a huge skew and she talks, you know, mm. and the plastic surgeon wanted to cut and pull the whole face back. And she's a beautiful woman. So all we did was to inject her with, in very specific places, very specific muscles, mm -hmm. and we fixed her lips, uh, wow. smile. She's got a perfect smile and she's happy. It's her 40th birthday and she said, you know, I, I'm really happy on my birthday. And so little things like that, for, from a steady point of view, I know uh, medical aids don't pay for, for yep. teeth whitening, um, uh, but it does help them. It does give them a little bit of confidence. Uh, we now see the, the aligner therapy that is huge. Suddenly that's, that's grasped the, the industry uh, where people are straightening the teeth, you know, with these little plastic things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a new thing. And um, I mean, I've been using aligners for maybe 10, 12 years, uh, which we created our, ourselves mm. in a oh, long time ago. And then suddenly now it's a big thing. But so these are the things that, that come and go. Um, do we judge them? As long as it doesn't damage the teeth. Now, teeth whitening, you know, is, is most of the teeth uh, gels that we use are safe. Okay. Uh, there were one or two ones that cause a lot of pain. That's mm. to give patients zingers, yeah. which people don't use anymore. Um, but in general, it doesn't. You know, they, wear, they have the t home kits now you can take Which and go you home. In, yeah. you know. So they don't have long-term detriments for yeah. the majority. For, me, for the majority. you've seen a professional. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have a crack on your tooth, which we can't see sometimes. Mm. You know, we can see crack, large crack, but sometimes we can't see it. Mm. And then suddenly you put the gel on and they start jumping, you know, because there's a crack. Mm. So then we normally remove that and this, we have specific uh, stuff that we add to calm it down. But in general, teeth whitening is not that detrimental to a patient. It makes, if it makes them feel good, who are we to judge them for that? True. Right? Because they can go and get it done at a, at a hairdresser. <laughs> That's true right? as well. I mean, right, I mean yeah. think about it now. You know, the glucathione injections. The spas are now doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of, I think, especially with the adjunct of uh, understanding and knowledge that's been disseminated mm. amongst us across social media, all sorts of platforms, I think a lot more people are confident mm. in feeling like they have an, an understanding of mm. what may be happening in what was usually in the health fraternity, but now a lot more people do it. Which is why we say you need to come to a dental surgeon yes. who has an understanding of what could go wrong. So you know you're at least within safe hands. Yeah, you need to, you know, you need to go and see your doctor twice mm. a year, a medical doctor. You need to see your dentist mm. twice a year. You know, these are these are the two people that you need to see. If you if you're a man and you in your uh, in late forties, you should be start looking at prostate uh, yeah. check checkups. Of course, you know, uh, and we do know there's a lot of problems, but we assume that we are going to live long because the evidence is now showing us that mm -hmm. and we saw what happened in COVID. we weren't ready to protect the old it's true 
the health services all over the world, not just in South Africa. You know, in fact, we were in a better case, a place than if you look at what happened in the UK mm. or in Italy, mm. you know, where mm. it just wiped out the oh. poor, the, yeah. the, the older. And, and, but we know we're going to live longer. My, my father is 88. He drives. My mother is 86. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. They live on their own. They're completely self-sufficient. And so many people are like that. So we have to assume, and that's what I tell my patients, is that, oh, doctor, take the tooth out. You know, I'm just tired. I said, yes, I can take it out now. You're 30 years old. What's going to happen in 60 years' time when you need to eat? Mm. You know, and they say, oh, but I'll be dead. How do you know? Yeah, and I, I think that's always the crazy thing, especially with the fact that over the last few years, we've been able to push the life expectancy yeah. by 10 years. Um, and it looks like all we're going to be doing is improving on that kind of expectancy when it comes to how long people live. So it is something to always think about, which actually, now that I am thinking about it, on the show we generally have a quick fire section. And I would actually like to pick your brain around this particular topic. Three things that you find, if you were to give to people at home, as kind of bite-sized comments when it comes to oral care and the longevity that you will then have because of it, what would be those three primary things? You're going to give me four. Uh, Nobody's ever said they wanted one more. What are the four things to just take home, head home message? Brush your teeth away from your gums. Mm -hmm. Away from, so in yes. that motion. Right, as so you're down, to, yeah. Because, right, brush your teeth, uh -huh. floss, gargle, gargle, right, and visit your dentist. Twice a year. Four things. Really that simple that's to be it. able to make sure. Yes. I always find that's, again, the, the, the shortcoming when it comes to too much information. Because I would have thought you were going to say something like, uh, make sure you use a certain amount of mouthwash at 70% this, and you put in the Invisalign with like some sort of cleaner that's then put embedded in there. But those are four things that seem that's pretty it. straightforward yeah. and easy to do for anybody. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Wow. There you have it. Four things. Hopefully you guys are going to have them right here for you to see. If not, make sure you wrote them down. That's another bunch of dots that have been connected for you. Thank you so much, Dr. Timothy. It's been absolutely amazing. He's going to have to come back. You can hear he's a wealth of knowledge. There are all sorts of concepts that we are going to hopefully be able to connect for you when it just doesn't just come to dentistry, but wellness as a whole. That's me, Dr. Fezim Kiza, telling you, see you on the next one.